that was that's the challenge. It was, oh my gosh, I've I've tied my identity to this thing. I've built this list. I've built these memberships. These people are relying on me. I, you know, and I just can't. I, I'm pretty smart. I'm just not outsmarting Google at the moment. <laughs> these merchants. So, eventually, it was like that was the pivot. I realized that, you know, even though we're t- we, everyone said don't quit. You know, do everything you can. You never quit. You know, that's how you become successful. Once in a while be successful you have to quit in order to live an extraordinary and abundant life you must focus on your internal battle and win within my name is randy wilson and welcome to the rich mind podcast all right everyone welcome back to the rich mind podcast Today, coming back to you with another super guest. I'm super excited about this conversation. This is somebody that was introduced to me less than a month ago. It's only been maybe two or three weeks that this gentleman has been introduced to me by a a fellow friend. We're both friends with Joel Solomon. So Joel, if you're listening, thank you for that introduction. And it's been a lot of fun getting to know our guest today, Matt Levenhagen. So Matt is from Wisconsin. I think Milwaukee, Wisconsin, if I'm not mistaken. So he's a, a fellow uh, Midwesterner, which is always cool. He's a he's been a digital entrepreneur since 2005. He's created multiple affiliate programs focusing on niche marketing, PPC advertising, and SEO. In 2012, he pivoted into the web design and development space, which then in 2019 he actually created his own web design agency called Unified Web Design, which I'm super excited to dive in to find out a little bit more in depth about what that is. Uh, some of the details of number number one, the affiliate marketing piece, I think is super exciting, but then obviously the web design too is super cool. He's also a fellow podcaster and his podcast is called The Builders. And what I loved, I was reading up a little bit about The Builders. It says it's a podcast for anyone building something unique in the world or online. So if that fits you, then you need to go check out The Builders and we'll talk a little bit more about his podcast here in a little bit. But without me, keep going on rambling and rambling, Matt, Let's bring you on the show. Welcome to the show. And I'm super excited about this conversation. Oh, thanks for having me, Randy. This is, uh, I'm, I'm super excited to be here. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, and kudos to Joel. Uh, he is, uh, he is what I call a connector. He connects people. <laughs> so um, I, I love people like that. I love networking. I love uh, uh, just getting to know new people. And um, it's awesome to get to know you. Um, yeah. So where do you want me to start? You want me to tell my story a little bit and yeah, a little why background? Don't you? I gave a little bit of the bullet point list, right? Yeah. 30,000 foot view of who Matt is and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, go a little bit deeper and, and let the audience know a little bit more about yourself. Yeah. So I've been, I've been online. Actually, I built my first website in 2003. Um, so go back way back to that over 20 years. Uh, but before that, like, I don't want to go too, back too far. I won't go back to like my, you know, childhood and stuff, but um, I, Basically, you know, I've I've been doing some sort of business for <laughs> more than three decades. Um, I actually my first business, believe it or not, was uh, an art business. I tried to be an artist in my early twenties uh, through my mid twenties, um, and I was definitely the definition of a struggling artist. <laughs> and um, but I had that kind of creative spark. Spark. I liked creating things. I actually thought I was getting into architecture at one point, but I went the art route. Uh, but I also liked 
hack. I, I like, I love computers. I love business. Um, and so at some point in my mid twenties, I, I decided I didn't want to struggle anymore. There's reasons, you know, um, eventually you just, I want to, I want to make money. <laughs> um, and so I went back to school, I uh, went back to school for a few years and then I actually got into the insurance industry. Uh, I had a friend I, I bartended at the time that was at my bar and he's like, you need a job. And um, so I went and actually became an Allstate agent at first for about six months. Uh, and then we decided to go into business together. Again, business. There's a there's a theme here through all this. Um, and we decided to build an independent agency. I did that for about three or four years with him. Um, and for reasons, I actually ended up um, leaving that agency. And I actually... Something completely different again. Uh, went. I, I decided. Well, I, I had the art background, so I thought I could I could paint houses. And so I started doing it on the side, actually, just to make some extra money on the weekends. And and I started actually getting work. And um, and then I built a team, and I actually left. Then that's when I left insurance, and I started building this contracting business. And that turned into eventually NPR remodeling. We started doing a little bit more. That was a rough business. I only lasted a few years in that. Um, and at some point, um, things kind of went down the toilet and <laughs> pivoted back to insurance, built my own little agency out of my house, actually. Uh, and so I was working at home. Um, I would make sales calls and stuff. would go to people's houses to sell insurance sometimes. But um, did that. But very quickly that I, well, I was in insurance. That's my first website in 2003 was an insurance website because uh, I wanted I wanted a domain on my business card. I thought that would look good. And uh, so I built a site just for that reason. Um, but then at one point, uh, I wanted to kind of, I had a, a client base. I wanted to sell something else. Uh, and that something else was dental plans. And I found dentalplans.com and the rep that I talked to there, I was used to just doing everything, everything with paper still at that point. Um, but he said, you just put this link on your website. If somebody clicks that link and they buy something, you get a commission. And I still didn't quite, I hadn't, I literally had no idea what this link was, how that's even possible, but you know, I'll just do what he says, put it on my site. And uh, I'm like, I don't know where the paperwork goes. I don't know what, you know, where do we sign the papers? I don't know. Something's got to happen there, right? But a few months later, I got a $40 check in the mail, a commission. Somebody had bought a dental plan. And it was probably, it might have been somebody I referred to my site and they bought it through there. Or so, I don't know. I, I wasn't tracking yet. Uh, but then I, that kind of, you know, it got my interest. I said, what, what, what just happened? Like, what is this affiliate link? And so I started doing some research and uh, learned about affiliate marketing. And uh, and then I got excited and I built another site. The first, my second site was called webofopportunity.com. Um, it was basically just a site to help people navigate the different opportunities online. And I had a course on there. And this was like, we're talking 2003, four. Um, I was doing this stuff. and. And I, I had affiliate links on there, obviously. I, I was list building. Um, and 
eventually that just I did that and I discovered something. I discovered pay-per-click. I discovered some methods around using pay-per-click to drive traffic to affiliate offers. Got into that and eventually I started doing really well. Um, and then uh, and I'm going to try to not make this too long, but I went, <laughs> I went into, I got a long story. I'm leaving things out, believe it or not. Um, but I got into, uh, I met a guy, we, I had been um, helping people belong to some forums and stuff. And he said, you should write a report or write an ebook or something and we could do a membership. So I actually created a report and I sold like 300 copies in a, in a week. It was basically just how to do what I was doing, uh, testing markets with pay-per-click and affiliate marketing. And, uh, and we back-ended a membership. Uh, and so we partnered and did that. That's how I got into memberships for a few years. And, and over the next five, that was like, that was 2005 when I really truly went full time. And I left kind of, I was still dabbling in insurance a little bit, helping, you know, some friends, you know, here and there, watch their shop periodically. But I really was getting into it like full time. And, um, and then I did that for like the next seven, eight years from there. Um, and I got to a point where I was actually speaking. I did some stage stuff, you know, on, on what I was doing. Um, and, uh, but you know, 2012 came along and at that point I was pretty burned out. I, I was, things had changed a lot in what we were doing. It didn't work as well. Um, and I had a hard time pivoting to other things in the internet marketing world. Um, and there's a whole story there, but, uh, I decided I'd, I'd kind of look at what I was doing and should I do something completely different, you know, and I enjoyed building websites. I enjoyed tinkering with websites. And I've been building websites for myself, doing niche marketing and all this stuff all these years. What would happen if I did that for other people? And uh, so I got, uh, at the time it was Elance that's gotten absorbed by another company now, but I started doing freelancing and um, kind of left the internet marketing world. I kind of phased that out and uh and started learning that craft and that led me to getting a job with the company for like four years as a web developer uh built a team there and and then yeah not 2000 end of 2018 i left there 2019 i started my agency and six years later here i am so that's that's okay i tried to condense it that was great so as as i was doing research about you, right? As I've mentioned at the beginning, we haven't really known each other other than just two or three weeks, right? We've jumped on a quick call to get you know a little introduction to each other, like make sure that this conversation was going to be good for both of us. But uh, yeah, so I did a little bit of research, and so yeah, it's so I've I've read about you. So for you to put that in like chronological order was was like that's for me that's super cool because it's I say it all the time, and and I I would assume that you can you can uh, relate to this, but pre internet. Right. So dot coms, the dot com era, right? The early 2000s or late 99s or 90s into the 2000s. I'll never forget. I was sitting in the back of a class and my my professor at the time was up basically bragging that he was buying and selling domains. It, this was like 98, 99. Yeah. And I never I was joking about this with my wife just the other day. I raised my hand and I said, what the heck is a domain? That's how far back I go into this world as well, as far as like way back to when the, none of the stuff that we do oh my gosh to think about how it was back then to what has now become today we were just talking about having our names.com right which i mean it's kind of a big deal 
that back then, I mean, if, if, if you could have seen or if I could have seen what this professor was up front talking about, how much further obviously we would be or I could have been. So when you go through that story, I just relive almost some of the same kind of stories in my own mind, trying to figure out affiliate marketing. I was originally on YouTube about 2005, six, seven, back when YouTube was like just getting started. And if I had, I kept going at the time, it would just, who knows where that channel would have been if I just would have yeah. kept at it. Anyways, so your story resonates 100% with me, which is why I think that this conversation is going to be a lot of fun, even if it's just fun for me. Hopefully the listeners will gain some value as well, and I'm sure that they will. But yeah, I appreciate you going in deep like that. I'm going to have fun too, so no worries there. Yeah, that's super cool. <laughs> so you mentioned about, and let me just a little bit deeper and, and poke at you a little bit with your, your story mm -hmm. there. You talked about being an artist. Uh, I, I would consider myself an artist as well. So it's like I love being creative also. I tried for the longest time to figure out how I could take my art and do something with it. I, I was never able to do that. First question is, is what kind of art were you into? And it sounds like you went into kind of the, the painting of houses and things. Were you painting murals or or what? The art thing. Just dig a little, let me get, dig a little deeper on the, the art part of your story there. Yeah, I think I can remember that far back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I still have. I, I still have my uh, my canvases rolled up in in the basement somewhere. Uh, no, so I I was an artist artist. So I like I said I, when I was in high school. Well, I didn't say I was in high school, but I, I I wanted to get into architecture. I really loved architecture. So like in my senior year in high school, I was taking like literally advanced drafting two and three, like my last semester, and then I, I would spend study study hall in there. I was drafting, you know, but that was drafting. I was architecture. But you're talking about like pencil on paper drafting, right? Or was it literally, CAD, CAD literally at a at a drafting table? Yeah, because my and dad pencil. was a, my dad was a draftsman, and so I wanted to be that as well. I guess that's what's another piece of the story that's resonating with me is that I, at the beginning that it was the uh, CAD, the computer aided drafting portion, right? That those programs were just being basically developed because of the computers, but it at the beginning for me it was pencil. He would have his squares and his triangles and his and he was drafting at home for his work. That's what he did. I'll stop rambling no, because no, I just I love love that portion of the story as well. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you think about back there. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Computers were just becoming a thing. Um. And we're still. I, I actually still. I bought a drafting table at the time. I still have it in my basement. I got a lot of stuff in the basement. Uh, <laughs> I still have it though. It's like this big drafting table that actually swivels up and you right? know yeah um but i yeah and i love that but one of the things i did this maybe said something about me but uh one of the things i didn't like about it was all the regulations and rules <laughs> like i wanted to just i wanted an open my i wanted to open up my mind and just, just design whatever i don't want to worry about rules or or handicapped uh situations or all <laughs> i just wanted to design what i wanted to design and uh, that's what led me. I was always kind of creative. I, I like to draw and and, um, uh, and and do art throughout my you know young years. Uh, so, but something in me decided you know maybe I want to be an artist instead. And I went to college for just a semester after high school. I took a business class because I was still interested. I, I did always think I had an interest in business, and I took an art class. And, and then I probably won't get in my personal life, but I followed a girl. Um, 
I was going to Eau Claire to school and she was going to go, she was going to go to Milwaukee School of Engineering in Milwaukee. And I followed her and I decided something in me decided I'm going to just try to be an artist. <laughs> I'm moving to the big city. And, uh, and so for the next, like I said, seven, seven, eight years, whatever, I literally, that was what I was going to do. And to get to actually a question, what I, what I actually, what my medium, medium was and all that, um, I love canvas. So I love painting. And so, and I learned how to stretch my own canvas. I liked big canvases mm. and uh, so it was cheaper to stretch it myself. Um, but so I created, yeah, I would use oils, acrylics and, and, and I was really, I loved, you know, doing stuff in abstract. I was actually considered myself more of an expressionist. Um, and that's what I did. I did a lot of sketching, a lot of work and, and it did worked in charcoal a little bit. I would experiment. And I actually started, I, I got my, I would try different things in, on the business side, like try to sell my art uh, at a, I was in a mall once trying to sell it. I was, uh, I actually created my own art shows where I get local artists together and we, and I would run the show and I'd have other artists come and, and we did that a few times. And I did some commission work where people would ask me to do stuff. And so people were actually bought some of my art, just not enough to really, you know, probably enough to break even. <laughs> pay for my materials so yeah that's that's kind of what, what that was with the experience my experience with art with art is that it's a it's a one-off right you can only it takes so much time to create that piece and once it's gone it's gone and then it takes so much time to build that piece again and it's so it's it's very the transaction is very short time frame right so the value you get putting in your heart blood you know what i mean your, your effort to create this feeling of this masterpiece in your own mind right and then that transaction is so quick and then it's like okay now i gotta start over now what right so it's it's very tough to do that whereas in the digital world where you're talking now it's a little bit more fluid i would think right it's it's duplicatable and it's easier right you can kind of get the same ideas and concepts as far as the creativity you know scratch that creativity itch but it's a little bit more duplicatable versus a one-off piece uh, which makes it difficult yeah. when you're if you were if you were sophisticated, which I was not, uh, you, know, you could probably do do prints and and things like yeah, you know, like limited prints and series and things like that. I mean, yeah, but I would just I just sold what I created, so I might create twenty can you know ten or twenty, and one of those would sell or maybe a few. Um, but yeah, it was it was not like today. I actually did have dabbled in digital art a little bit um, a few years back. I was actually considering was doing some on the even post on my Instagram because um, I like portraits. So I was actually getting into portraits drawing and stuff like that too. And, um, but it, it was different because now it's digital copy and I can do whatever I can replicate it. I can animate it. I can do whatever I want with it. But back then, yeah, it was a little different. Yeah, you just gotta... Analog life versus digital life that we live today is yeah. so different. And that's, you know, yeah. for us to be the, they say it right. Our generation, is the last generation to have experienced really that pre-internet life versus now, right? Our kids and our grandkids, right, are, are just, that's all they know. And that's just, so to describe it, I resonate with what you're saying because I've lived in that as well, right? So I just appreciate uh, that because it's just a totally different world. That's wild. I mean, yeah, pe people to, you know, younger, you don't even have to be that young anymore. And you've always had stuff. Yeah. Digital computers and devices and like, yeah, it's it's wild to think back. That, that wasn't always the case.
<laughs> Apple. I remember my first Apple I saw, the computer, Apple. That was, yeah. Anyways, we, we could go down that rabbit trail forever. Maybe we'll <laughs> yeah. put a pin in that. Maybe we'll come back because there you go. That's yeah. a conversation I want to have with you because that's super cool. Let's pivot a little bit. Let's dive into those three questions that I've spoken to you about. Let's give oh. everybody a little bit more chance to get to know you even a little bit better. I love these three questions because it helps me get to know you even no, I learned a lot, right? With your art and all that passion and all this good stuff. That was that was a lot of fun. And I appreciate you going that that deep with that that question. But let's dive into these first uh, three questions and then we'll see where the rest of the conversation is going to go. This is going to be a lot of fun. So the first question is who has had the biggest influence on your life, Matt? I, lo I love this because I've actually having my own podcast and well, 100, almost 160, I'm just recording 160 some. But being the host, and not being like the guest, I, you know, I, I don't introspect as much. I don't think about myself as much. I'm thinking about the guest or, or I'm just talking about topics. But really, this first question, I really, really thought about it. And because uh, you think, like, I can't boil this down to one person. <laughs> I've spent a lot of influences in my life. I've had different phases. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's obvious. But I think there, there's one person and you probably wouldn't even realize I would t say this on, on this, uh, but is, is a person, his name is Wilson Matos. And uh, he's a friend of mine. Um, I, you know, again, I could think about all these, I could think of my, oh, my father, of course, and then this person, that person, but Will, Will, I call him, uh, <laughs> is, I, I met him late in, in the 2000s. Um, I think we hung around some of the I was very active in forums and memberships and all this. And I knew a lot of people in that realm and um, I probably met him. Maybe we interacted digitally, but I actually met him at uh, a, uh, an event down in Florida. Um, it was an internet marketing event uh, that somebody we knew was having. I was speaking at it uh, with my pay-per-click and affiliate marketing stuff. Um, and uh, we kind of met there and we started doing lunch together. like we he would always seek me out to go have lunch or and hang out and and we just got to start to get to know each other it was it was that event was the first time i started actually even interacting with anybody that i'd known online <laughs> so but we just hit it right off and and then he actually a year or two later had his own event and it was a much bigger room and i spoke at that one as well there was like hundreds of people in that room and that was something experience uh but then after that i again i kind of got out of internet marketing in like 2011 12 what i was doing i started phasing it out um but we stayed in touch and he's one of those guys and, and he could probably represent a few other people in my life but he's one of those guys where would always check in with me like like i became his buddy or he wanted to see me succeed and and at least once or a couple times a year uh, he would check in. We'd have a call and just see how we're doing. Now he's off making. Will's made literally him and his partner have made, has made tens of millions of dollars. These guys are well known in the affiliate marketing world. Uh, Jason Fladlin is his uh, partner, um, and they run a Rapid Crush. But he, but um, he would always check in with me. How and I knew I could. I would come to him once in a while if something in business. I could, you know bounce it off him and get his insights because he's he's super smart he worked for you know software companies fortune 500 companies and 
did a lot of stuff and and um I just always respected him because he was just so professional, but he's so nice. He's a genuine soul that really cares and <laughs> and and cared about me for whatever reason, this guy. And um, but anyway, so he eventually uh, we had one of those calls in like 2000 beginning of 2014. And he's and it was a call where he said you know, he's, he'd always ask, you know, what are you working on? What are you doing? And I was doing the web development and design. And so I was pretty much specializing in WordPress. He's like, you know, my partner, Jason has got this idea. He wants to, he's, he's had this idea for a few years. We haven't figured out how to implement it. We need somebody to help us build it. Um, and it was basically to build WordPress themes and then eventually a marketplace and all this. And, um, I'm like, sure. So we got some calls, and next thing I know, I'm building themes for them, building this framework, boilerplate, this whole vision for it. And um, and then within a year later, I actually went to go work for him as an employee. That was probably one of the few times I've been an employee in my life um, for like three years and built this marketplace. And I got, he introduced me to all kinds of people, and I got other friends that came out of it. And, uh, but it was such an incredible experience incredible experience I learned so much from him and everybody else there was so, so br- the people there are just brilliant eventually I got out of the WordPress business that's why I left um but the the lessons there were incredible he was always super supportive he brought me into the leadership team I was you know went out on his he got a 50 foot boat that we went out on the ocean on and sailing and a sailboat um I'd, he'd fly me out to California. We do all these events and stuff. And I just, and even after that, so I left his company and I got unified web design now. And he's one of my clients. He's been like for the last three years, I've had a dedicated um, uh, resource for him to use to build stuff. And so we still, I'm still part of that family, but it's just somebody like that he's influenced me so much that it's like i said i don't think he even realizes it um to because i see somebody like that that's that's somebody i can pattern myself after or i just see what he does and how he operates and and how he shows up in the world and does stuff and how he cares it's just he he's that guy so out, out of everybody that i could have mentioned i think you know that he was at the top I, I love that so hopefully he'll have a chance to take a listen to this, right? And catch that. And if, and if he doesn't, which is fine, but I would hope that you would uh, reach out to him and let him know that. I'm sure that that would mean a lot to him because just that, that's fantastic. For you to have found that uh, in kind of a developmental part of your life, right? Trying to figure out, navigate where to go, what to do, to have that in your corner. My goodness, mm. that's super powerful. Yeah, like I said, I mean, like in 2012, I was I was feeling lost. I didn't, you know, here I'm trying to pivot to something I think it seems like a good direction. I like doing it. It kind of used my creativity and my technical side. I enjoyed that and I enjoyed business. So I was like moving in that direction. But yeah, his, you know, he was on the skirts, always checking in and, and uh, I was kind of flailing along. And then eventually I almost felt like he was, he wanted to bring me into something, you know, like I felt like he was looking for that thing. Where he could bring me into his world and and that it's just yeah it's, it's it's invaluable to have somebody like that and i think it's the same way i look at somebody like that and like how can i be that to somebody else too you know like we all are 
in this together and um we need to find people like that and be that for somebody else um, another reason why i love these questions because to me it's it's we've gotten to a point where i feel like i've gotten to the point where it's time to start giving back to as many people as we possibly can right we're we might not be as far as we're going obviously in our journey but at the same time we're a little bit further than some that we can just even with some ideas some thoughts some inspiration right try to help folks really navigate some of the complexities that are going on out there in the world and the business landscape or even just life in general so that's that's yeah. super cool that's fantastic. So let's move into the second question. And this one, we're going to get into a challenge as far as like through all of, I mean, we've heard the beginning phases of life, right? Trying to figure out the old art thing and then moving into the digital space and then creating your own agency. And all, I can only imagine all the challenges you've had through that journey. But can you pinpoint a challenge? Like what has been something that not only that the, the severity, the complexity of the challenge, but maybe something that was like more, like your biggest aha moment. Uh, that you've discovered in your, in this journey so far? Yeah, you know, um, again, yeah, like you said, I mean, there's there's a lot. <laughs> but but I think the one thing I, every, every time I think about it, it rises to the top. And it, it is that, that that moment where I had to pivot. You see, when I was doing internet marketing, those years from, especially from 2005 on, I, I really loved it. I loved when I was doing pay-per-click advertising, when I first got started with that, I would just get up in the morning, look at my stats, you know, what did I sell, you know, and, and, um, you know, spreadsheets, all that nerd stuff. I really actually loved that too, for some strange reason, but I loved that. I loved and then creating my memberships and doing, I was doing so well. I like 2008 was like my peak. I was doing awesome. And I'm like, this is, this is, this is it. You know, this is my life, you know, and so I started really tying my identity to that. This is who I am, you know, and um, and then I, you know, got asked to be, you know, to speak. I was starting to do that. But all this time, Google and merchants and, and all these things, these forces were kind of working against me and the things that I really enjoyed and was doing and, and worked for me started to get harder and harder and harder from almost from the first year I started doing it, but it just got, you know, like someone was, you know, really working hard to put Matt out of business. Um, and it, but the big problem, the, the big problem that happened though, it wasn't even so much me. So I was, a, I coached people, I helped people. I had a membership, uh, and this is actually another thing I didn't mention with Will. We, you know, he promoted my membership at one point and gave me hundreds, you know, sent hundreds of members my way. Um, I built this membership. Um, it was actually called, I had a couple, but the last one was Extreme Profits. Um, extreme, extremeprofits.com without the E, Extreme Profits. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but it was, I, I had built this membership and I, we were doing so many great things. And, and I had literally thousands of people went, you know, got this membership. I would have, you know, obviously lose some. So on average, two to 300 people at any given time were members and a lot of people would come to me join the membership just to learn my pay-per-click and uh, affiliate marketing methods um it was basically it was called campaign blasting that was the name of the method uh, the blast method and um it was a way to test markets and um with with affiliate marketing and and then expand them which you found it was the whole thing but the problem is that 
as Google was changing and merchants were getting stricter, uh, they were figured they didn't like affiliates that much, <laughs> especially our type of affiliates. They would do everything we could to drive traffic and, and conversions. And um, it wasn't so much. So, and then Google AdWords, which was our biggest uh, pay-per-click um, advertising platform, um, they would start block, like they would suspend you or, or you know, kill your account because um, you promoted something they didn't like. And then we would do our due diligence. We would, um, you know, look for merchants because we were doing a lot of testing. We were this affiliate program, that affiliate program, dozens, hundreds at a time. But you only need one that looked good on the surface, but Google knew, knew otherwise. <laughs> and so they would close down your account. So I got to a point where I started having to teach how to open a new account under a new email or new information so i was starting because i like what else am i going to do and i had to do it myself a few times so i was helping people figure out i mean i would develop methods to try to do everything in our power to find merchants that weren't negative in google's eyes we use tools uh, like spy tools and stuff to be able to look at what other people if, if somebody else is bidding on it or or driving traffic you know those type of things like you knew okay that's good indication that this is okay you still people would get their uh, stuff shut down so that would became a, a moment where i'm like I, this isn't right it's not right at all none of this is right anymore it was great it, it used to be great now i'm teaching people how to kind of game the system <laughs> keep her going and uh, or they you know somebody would get excited they'd find some winners and uh and then they'd be shut down so it, it was just bad and then so it was that, and then I tried to, I was doing some other things to make money, niche marketing and, and SEO and all this. Nothing really was as good as what we were doing. So I just had, that was, that's the challenge. It was, oh my gosh, I've, I've tied my identity to this thing. I've built this list. I've built these memberships. These people are relying on me. I, you know, and I just can't, I, I'm pretty smart. I'm just not outsmarting Google at the moment. <laughs> These merchants. So eventually it was like, that was the pivot. I realized that, you know, even though we're, we, everyone said, don't quit, you know, do everything you can. You never quit. You know, that's how you become successful. Once in a while, to be successful, you have to quit. <laughs> you have to cash it in. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so so it was really, and that's when I made did that assessment of, you know, what else can I do? And that is legitimate. That's, you know, and it was learning that craft, you know, and then maybe building a business like that, building an agency eventually. But uh, yeah, that was the biggest challenge is just um, trying to figure out how to save it built this whole thing and how to save that and how to uh you know keep it growing and it just yeah it was it was rough it was sounds a like it. i bet it sounds like it so the the word pivot i love i use that word a lot as well so to me and it you made it through your words there it sounded like you were shutting it down completely which you might have shut down maybe that portion or that chapter but you didn't you were still looking for the next thing and had you not close that chapter with the pivot 
you might not have found this you know, Wilson will might not have come to you and said, Hey, knocked on your door and said, why don't you come over here and help me with X, Y, Z, which has led you then to, to now. Right. Would you agree with that thought too? A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I, I look back at hindsight and, um, or, you know, I think back like, well, what other things could I have done? I could have become, I still could have helped people with pay-per-click advertising. I could have become, you know, an agency that did that, or I could, you know, um, but talking about Will, Will said something, I've repeated this before. He said something to me at one point that made it all crystal clear, you know? Um, so, so I, I'd gone through all that and I had, I had all these things happen and, and I could have, you know, it didn't work out. It failed. And there's a lot of things in life. You either fail, you did something, you wish you would have, you, you know, all this, you question yourself. But he told me, you know, he's like, Matt, you know, no, don't like, I think the conversation we were having is like, I wish I would have done programming back in the nineties. You know, I should have always been doing programming. I love it. And for web development. Um, he's like, no, because everything that you did, all those things, other things you did makes you unique and makes you who you are and makes you and sets you apart from everybody else, you know, like, cause I have all that other experience that I can, it, it's not just, I'm not just a coder. I'm not just, I have, that's unique. So that, that was, and right. And if I wouldn't, if that wouldn't have happened to me, now you could think about that. That's the universe, you know, guiding me. You know, you're gonna however you want to think about it. That event happened, and right, I would never if that went to happened. Um, I never would have done the awesome things I did with Rapid Crush and and um, had my own agency today. And so, but maybe that's just how you respond stuff too, right? We like, wouldn't be having this conversation today. So I'm grateful. Keep it on. Yeah, there you go. Sorry you went through those challenges, but at the same time, yeah, it's uh, super cool to have you. Uh, share that with everybody here because I think a lot of folks can resonate with uh, pivots, right? I, I love that word. So it's just a pivot. It's it's turning something off, maybe not giving it as much attention to discover what the next thing is because there's always a next thing and it could be and it probably will be even better than you can even imagine it today. So that would be my encouragement for those that are listening to this today for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, you know, like I said, I mean, I I'm a six my sixth year having in this agency. This agency wouldn't exist if those things went to happen to me, if the, if the stars didn't align with all that stuff, you know? Yeah, that's super cool. I can't wait to get in, dive deeper into what the, the term agency is and even what that is. Anyways, yeah. we'll, get, we'll, we'll get there. But yeah. let's get into this last, this last question because this is the one, this is the one that I love the most, meaning it's I'm really, I have kids in, my, in their 20s. And so I, I just wish I would have had some wisdom poured back into me when I was in that time frame, right? Somebody that was a little bit further, this will person for you, right? To pour some wisdom back into you to, like you said, he, he, he shared something with you that it's like clarity all of a sudden instantly, right? That's where I've, I've created this question for. So I'm, I'm curious to think as far as if there's a nugget of wisdom that you could think back that you wish you would have known back in your twenties, that you've discovered or know now, and you've already shared a ton. So if there's another nugget of wisdom in there, we're going to go a little deeper and see if you've got <laughs> it. Uh, and if not, even if you want to tie on a little bit more of what you've already shared, I get that as well. But is there anything that you wish you would have known back in your twenties that, that you've discovered today? You know, um, I think that is that 
you don't need to go it alone. That when I was especially even talking about my artist days, like it was Matt doing art. And I didn't do enough networking. I didn't get out into the community. I didn't do enough of that. And surrounding myself, there was periods, you know, um, where I, I knew other artists and stuff, but I really wasn't in that community enough. Um, and I think the lesson there is, and, and, I, and I think it doesn't matter, like, like the nugget of wisdom is, is it doesn't matter what you're doing, where you are, what business you are in, what career, whatever, what phase of your life, you know, surrounding yourself and having like-minded people, people that are supportive, people you can bounce ideas off, you know, kind of finding your tribe, uh, like, you know, you help each other. And I think that is the most critical thing in life and career and business is like today I have such a great network and friends and business. And, and I know if they have any issues or I need to just talk to somebody, they're out there. Um, and they, I got so many people who just jump on a call and just chat. I'm having that. Um, and I think, I think back to, I would, maybe I'd still be an artist if I would have just put myself out there or just also just didn't give up, you know, and <laughs> I would have somebody that talked me back into it. You know, just stay the course. Why don't you go to school? Why don't you do graphic arts? Why don't you do something still in arts? You don't have to go to insurance. That's completely different. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but, but that's it. I, I think that it boils down to that really. It's that, that simple. It's just, you know, uh, you, you're not. You don't need to do it alone, you know, um, find your tribe, find your friends. Love that. That's super powerful. I had to discover that on my own as well. Uh, loner doing things on my own, thinking that that's kind of, I don't know if that was taught to me. I think it kind of was more meaning my family, my parents were more loners themselves, right? They were always working hard, but doing it alone, right? A family unit, but not collaborating and not, partners and just stuff. Right. And so I, I think I just picked up on that as I was growing up. And so I just wanted to reiterate that. Yes, that's so important that I I've had to discover just like this meeting with you today. Right. Or even when I met Joel a year and a half ago or so, and he and I are collaborating on some things as well. Had I not been open to that, man, who knows where things would be. Same thing with you with meeting Will. I mean, that's, that's exactly, had you not gotten yourself out there, where would you be today for sure? Yeah, you you still have to be careful. I mean, there's 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 bad ends to that story as well. I mean, you got to it's got to be the right people. There's good people and there's bad people out there. And if you've been in business for any number of decades, like I have, you've met the bad people, people that are, <laughs> that have ended businesses uh, that caused a lot of problems. But but you know, but when you find somebody, you'll know you'll 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 get that you know that feeling. So you know, I think you got to trust your gut in that, but. Uh, or maybe trial and error a little bit, but yeah, it's, it's super important. Um, but, but be careful. Love it. Let's fast forward a little bit. Let's go into a little bit more of what you're doing today. You've, you've thrown around terms and words that I just want to ask you a little bit more detail about. Uh, there are things that I'm familiar with because of what I do in my life, right? I, I create my own websites, maybe not to the detail that you do, which is where I'm curious about. Uh, but as far as like some of the terminology and, and the, the technicalities, as far as like if someone is out there really wanting to get themselves in the digital space, right? They haven't necessarily gotten themselves 
a website or, you know, we talked about domains and obviously we're recording this podcast and just different stuff like that. I know with your agency, but you've said WordPress several times and I just want folks to understand what WordPress is. Once again, I understand what it is, but just in case someone out there isn't familiar with what that platform is and what that does, can you go into a little bit more detail about that? Yeah, so um, so WordPress is what is called a content management system, CMS. And there's a number of them out there, but WordPress is the top dog. Uh, it runs like 45% of the web at this point. Uh, all websites that use it. Um, I've been, I started using WordPress back in, you know, 2004 or five. And I used it a lot to build blogs and, and my own sites and hack it to do all kinds of things. Um, it was actually, it started out as just a simple blogging solution. Um, but then it developed into a full, full uh, content management system over time. But essentially, it's just a way, it's a, it's like a, a website, you know, a st static website would just be like files. So it would be like, um, you would have what's called HTML files, not, you know, it's, it's just code and it's kind of flat. It's just it's a file that shows up on, in your browser and shows stuff, content or whatever. WordPress extends that where it has now a database. That's where the content save and serve from. Um, and it adds a lot more features and it adds more of like kind of your, uh, kind of your computer kind of gives you a, what's called a GUI or a graphic user interface, an admin area where you can actually create content in, a, in an editor, like a Word doc and publish that, schedule it or whatever, um, and manage all your content from a back end. Um, so it just makes, um, a content management system just makes it easier to manage content. Um, and you can, the design and the, the layouts and you know the branding of the site and all that, that's more technical that can, you know, that's usually either there's third party Themes you can use, templates. Uh, in WordPress, we call them themes. They're basically templates uh, that um, that's the look and feel of the site on the front end, the colors and the layouts and all that. Um, so that's that's that can be either you know you go to a marketplace and you buy one and you install it, You're, and you can install it yourself. That's the whole. It's kind of like a no code kind of fun environment. You can kind of do stuff yourself. Um, or you can have a custom made, which means you can take any design and, and have a web developer like, like we are and, and have us translate that design to a custom theme and website. Um, and yeah, and, and so it's, it's become very popular because it's, it's easy to use. It's free. There's actually, it's actually kind of confusing. There's actually two WordPresses. There's a wordpress.com. And there's a wordpress.org. Now wordpress.com is a they host it. In other words, they it's on their server, it's on their website. You get a like a little subdomain. Um, there might be a made a way. No, we're not gonna get technical, but there might be a way to map your domain to it. But but it's they everything's in there. You log in and, and you don't have, you know, it's, it's all hosted on WordPress. WordPress.org 
it's a place where you download WordPress, or you can, there's other ways to install it, but it's, it's separate and you host it yourself on your own. Like you go out to, you can get a web host and you can install it on that web host server separate from wordpress.com stuff and then you kind of manage everything you have control of everything that's that's the key to it is you don't have a uh, wordpress uh limiting what you can do you can do anything with it um and uh and so yeah you put that in your own web host you can get your own domain there's two different things you got the web host where that's where your stuff lives your files your website um, your content, everything lives on your on that server. Web host is, is just a server, not a cloud. It's a server somewhere. <laughs> and um, and then the domain though is something where you go register. So a domain would be like my website, Unified Web Design, or you know, whatever. You know, Google.com is a domain. Yahoo.com is a domain. Um, that's where the address of your website. The two connect. You got the domain and you got the web host. Those two connect and talk to each other. So they, so the web host serves the files when you go to that, um, to that address. So that's kind of it, but it, it's it, but WordPress dot, you know, you can install it on your own and then um, it provides the admin area where you can go in and uh, there's plugins where you can extend functionality on the site. There's a whole ecosystem there. There's like 60,000 plugins. I can do all kinds of things for you from a marketing perspective to forms to um, just extend the functionality. Super, there's a lot you can do with it. You can build just about anything on it. There's e-commerce, you can build, there's WooCommerce, which is a, a very popular plugin where you can, uh, it allows you to turn WordPress into an e-commerce store. Um, yeah, that's about it in a nutshell. <laughs> And that was a very good description in a very short period of time. I kind of put you on the spot with that one to, to describe what WordPress is, is it, and you did very well. That's that, it's tough. That's tough to do. But as far as somebody that that might not understand kind of how they just go to websites, right, or see even my own personal web, website, right, if you go to randywilson.com or randywilsononline.com, excuse me, it's a WordPress site, and it's hosted separately. It's the WordPress.org, like you mentioned. So it's my own site. I'm usually using a, a theme, like you said, right? So I've purchased a separate theme that I've attached to this WordPress site, but then it does the functionality of, of what you're talking about. Uh, so you did very well with that. That was, <laughs> well, that's a very tough, that's a very tough thing to describe, right? And it, it uh, takes such a complex thing and break it down. That was, that was well, because good. you have to, you have to visualize. It's just like that affiliate link I got for the first time. Like I have no idea how this, this system over here knows what what's going on there behind the scenes and to just try to describe that is is tough but yeah hopefully yeah i'm, I'm glad that hopefully resonated a little bit well, I'm sure, well i'm sure it did and if it didn't folks reach out right questions yeah. you have links to to contact either one of us uh reach out with questions he uh, matt and i both have been uh in this space now for quite some time as we've described that we could definitely probably point you in the right direction if, if you have any questions so don't hesitate to reach out but let me dig a little bit deeper with you. Are you in your agency? Are you writing code? Are you a coder itself? Like, so as I mentioned, my uh, experience has mostly been just using other people's themes on top of the WordPress platform, right? 
I can't. So going back to my days, I used to play around with code, right? Because you can get backend access to play around with links or play around with colors or play around with. I never went. I never developed something from scratch or anything, but I could play around with it enough to be dangerous. Meaning, I could do it, make it do basic things. My question to you is: Are you? Is that what you're doing now? More so with your uh, previous background is you said um, unique websites, right? You're building unique websites for folks. Are you you literally writing the code for them, or or how does that work? Yeah, so custom, unique. Um, yeah, I, yeah, custom. Yeah. I couldn't quite that word didn't quite come yeah. to mind, but yeah, custom. It's, it's same. <laughs> Yeah, unique. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, that's not, yeah, we, we have a lot of unique websites. Um, so yeah, so we do, so we do, I guess the, uh, the short answer is we do everything <laughs> so, down to the line of code if we need to. Um, yeah, WordPress is actually, it's the thing about WordPress is it's super flexible and it's designed in a way where like I said, you have the admin area, the you know the business owner or whoever has that website. You know you can do a lot of stuff yourself. And and like a lot of tools, you got that kind of surface use case, and and um, and maybe there's a plugin out there that's already been created that can do what you need to do, whether it's an SEO plugin or a whatever. Um, but and, and there's third parties, so there's marketplaces like Theme Forest and stuff where you can go get a theme and buy a theme maybe for 40 bucks, 50 bucks, 60 bucks, whatever, install that. It's unique. That theme will bring in more functionality, might more ways to edit your site or manage your site. There are um, page builders um, where it's a plugin like Elementor, which actually adds even its kind of own experience in being able to give you it's more gives you more modules or widgets and stuff where you can drag it in and drop it in and, and build layouts and makes it easier. That's a whole so there's so there's kind of like out of the box, you can kind of you know do a lot with WordPress. Then you can use things like page builders to kind of add more features or function. You know, some people like them, some people don't. We won't get into this, but WordPress is um changed a lot in the last five six seven years now where now every they have come in line with a lot of um like your wix is out there square spaces and stuff where there's uh it's more uh, block driven where you can just out of the box now wordpress you can do what's called a full site editing theme where everything's editable you can um use literally you have a paragraph block or an image block or a, and just kind of drag and drop it in and then add your content whatever you want to do it's it's super easy so but that's all that's all kind of all out of the box but a lot of businesses um especially larger businesses but you know even small businesses I, they want something unique um they want you know there's still web designers out there that design websites you know you get a third party site you're going to have a site that maybe you modify maybe you have used different images different logo and stuff but it still looks kind of like a lot of sites out there <laughs> because there are a lot of they sell a lot of them they've sold thousands of them so there's probably one that looks similar to yours so it's not very unique and you might have as a designer or a brand you want a very unique look and feel to your site you want it to stand out from your competitors a lot of reasons there right um so that's where we might come in and actually 
either you know have a designer or a designs given us we translate that uh, we have like a the theme we have like a theme boilerplate or framework where we translate that design on top of that and that becomes your site so it's it's that's one reason um, and where we get into the code and we can add features and and uh, make it easy to to manage um, but there's also just all kinds of reasons um, somebody needs help under the hood deeper into the code and whether that's not just the look and feel of the site but there's functionality and features and um, so we will do um, you know we're literally programming and creating functions to do to either modify what's already there even other plugins like uh, custom a custom it's not doing enough for them we can add some um, but that's where we're getting into the real coding and uh, so people will come to us or we do a lot of, you know, just custom work like that, even just on a feature or um, or connecting. Like we, I don't even know if I should, I should mention APIs, but sometimes your website talks to other websites. <laughs> so we might do integrations. Um, we do a lot of technical stuff or move. Like I just had a conversation this morning, somebody, um, they're on this, uh, website kind of like at wordpress.com but it was uh more like forums and all this uh, community-based solution but they want to move all their content from there to wordpress um so that's involves exporting a database and mapping that to wordpress and so we'll do a lot of that stuff so there's a there's a lot of different we create admin areas like we just we work we're building a manufacturing like they have like a customer portal we're building that's again we won't should i mention it it's a headless situation where it's using the back end of wordpress but it's using something like you might have somebody probably on this has heard of react or you know the js frameworks javascript frameworks so that's the front end so we are doing that technical stuff that's um, but but we never know what we're going to get. So we inherit stuff. We inherit Elementor sites. Some people are still doing it the classic way with WordPress. Um, we have to be very flexible. I bet. So yeah. if someone comes to you and says, okay, Matt, I'm not the technical person, which I hear that a lot, right? I'll, I'll have conversations with people like, I'm not, I don't know anything about technical whatever. I wouldn't consider myself an expert compared to you, right? Even what you, what you shared. I, I'm following you because I'm, I understand what you're talking about to say that I've gone in and done those things is that would be not hundred percent accurate. But my point being is that when someone comes to you and says, man, I have no idea what I have, but I wanted to do X, Y, Z. Can you then it's like you talked about. So I've tried to move websites from this was a long time ago, other hosting areas to WordPress. And like you said, the, the, the amount of files and the, this was before high-speed internet and all that stuff. That was just a nightmare when I tried to do that myself. I assume today it's probably a little bit easier depending on the complexity of the website. But if someone is out there listening and is like, yes, I need to kind of get an upgrade to my website, is that something you take on as far as taking a look at it and just seeing, like you said, underneath the hood, just even know if it's something that's that's to be yeah. used or processed better? Yeah, I mean, so a lot of our clients even our partners that do other web dev, you know, like they, like we have other agencies we partner with that we will help them. Like maybe they need backend skill and more, you know, but 
we work with a lot of people that don't this isn't what they this is what we do <laughs> there's they and somebody has some they're trying to do and they can't get it to do it or their website's falling they've got some pain point that they're trying to solve and um the first the first thing that i'm gonna do is i'm gonna listen to what that problem is i'm gonna try to you know um sometimes i even tell them i'm just gonna listen just tell me <laughs> i'm just listening right now um figure out what the, their vision is what's what or what they maybe it's time for or an upgrade it is you know or they're growing out of their site there's all kinds of reasons but they don't know how to do it they don't know what the next step is and the next step is to talk to somebody i mean you can do a lot on your own and like i said there's third party themes up maybe you need to just need a new theme and but you're gonna and with wordpress it's nice you can plug in a new theme and all your content's not going anywhere so it should kind of work um but the first thing we're going to start with is kind of an audit like a lot of things right we're going to look at okay what do you got you know where are you at or you know even down to the web hosting and and how everything you know you know what the infrastructure is but also just on the surface like what you know is your site up to date what why do, are you having this problem where are you trying to get to and then creating a roadmap for that to get them there like a lot of times is even if it's just a simple thing is you know um i'm working with somebody right now where they have a map but they're not it's it's a map like um imagine like a real estate place they have a lot of like locations they have pins on this map and all this stuff but it's not the experience user experience is horrible <laughs> happy with it at all so well, how do i get them to where their vision is they have a vision they've explained it to me um they're like this is not this we don't need this we don't want this we people are confused by this so i will listen to that and and then i look at the current solution is there a way we can tweak it with what they have or do we need a completely new solution um and they'll give me examples. So say, I like this website over here. I like what this map's doing over here. And so the, so I'm absorbing all that, right? And I'm, I'm just, what are, what are the requirements? How we, And then I sit down and I look at what they have and just go into detail and figure it out. Like, you know, what can we get them there with this? And like I said, otherwise um, we need a different solution. So a lot of it's just, you know, the, the business owner or the owner of the site realizing that they're limited and like they only know the basics you know they're not a web developer but talking to a web developer or somebody that specializes in wordpress and is, is going to be able to come to the table with uh, more solutions and a process to get them from point a to point b because uh, it's got it can be complicated it, there's there's lots of plugins out there and there's lots of very popular plugins but there's a lot of scenarios, especially the larger the company, where they like, we want it to do this. <laughs> the plugin doesn't do that. <laughs> so how do we get them there? Um, so it might be adding something custom onto it or just finding a different plugin. Like I said, it's there's different paths. So we figure out the path, figure out the roadmap to get there. Obviously, it has to be within the budget of, you know, uh, if somebody doesn't have any money, they're going to have to just figure it out <laughs> or live with what they have. Yeah, so I don't know if that answers your question. No, it did. It did. Yeah. So if folks are wondering and trying to figure out, they understand or think they have an issue, one great place for them to go to would be your podcast. 
the Builders Podcast to learn more details about what we're talking about today. We're kind of scratching the surface as far as what you do, how you do it, some of the tech, you know, the technicality type stuff. I, I told you that before we hit record, I wanted to kind of dive a little bit deeper into that. This might be a little bit more of a high level interview today because I just wanted to, to dive a little bit deeper, but that would be a great place or a great resource for people to dive a little bit further with you. So take a minute and talk about your builders podcast and kind of what your message is and what you're trying to deliver to your audience there. Yeah, I think, you know, the Builders Podcast, so it's it's interesting. When I first started it, I thought I would talk a lot more about websites and tech and, and building websites. And that was kind of part of it. I'm like, I can go in all, we can build a lot of things. But, uh, but I also love building businesses. And, um, and I love having conversations like this, you know, with other business people and entrepreneurs. I'm like, why don't we have a podcast, you know, I, and record those conversations. But I do have, so my podcast it's entrepreneurial stories, it's stories from the trenches, it's building teams, it's building businesses, but it's also a, once in a while we talk about building websites. Um, a lot of times in my solo episodes more so, so I do both solo and guest. Um, and I'm at a point where I got to figure out where I'm, I got such a lineup of guests, I got to figure out where I'm going to do a solo. I'm going to try to throw it in there once in a while. I've gone through there's been times where I've done three, four, five, six in a row because I didn't have a guest. But um, but a lot of some of those I go into more detail, and I actually have one coming up. I I hope to get into. Um, I probably I'm probably due to talk about WordPress uh, in the next month or two. If you see a solo episode come out about WordPress, uh, but I, what I like to do is I share stories. So um, so if it's a solo, I'm talking about you know probably what I'm doing in my business with the agency, which we didn't get into today, <laughs> run out of time. Um, but I talk about what I, you know, I share, I try to teach by sharing. And sometimes that's talking about my website. Sometimes that's talking about a specific thing that I did uh, or a tool I'm using or uh, so I, I do have those and you can actually um, uh, do a search on my site. You know, the builders.fm is, um, you know, where my podcast, that's the heart of it, uh, where all the show notes are. And, uh, but you can also, uh, filter by solos and guests and, um, and then we've, you know, in terms of the podcast in general, though, it's, it, it, we talk a lot about business so that it's, it's a lot of business. I probably should ask people more about their websites. Uh, but that's, um, but we talk, you know, it's, it's interesting. I actually just recorded one this morning. Uh, we talked all about analytics that's coming out in about a month. And so that's, that's a whole topic in and of itself. And that was actually a really good one. Cause we kind of like this, we try to get to the basics, like how you get, cause it's so overwhelming and how to, so hopefully we have some of those type of things in there that, um, where we kind of drill down to the basics and try to, in, in a language that, you know, the average person can understand that's not technical. So so you can find a lot of stuff. You just got to dig through it. And we talk about AI. We got some great AI conversation recently. I love, yeah, the discussion of AI. That's something that I tr I'm trying to go down that rabbit trail. I feel like AI is just like it was back when I was in that classroom raising my hand is what the heck is a domain? I think we're, <laughs> right. I really think that that's how I feel, right? That that's where yeah. we are in this beginning phases of AI, that if, if you can grasp it, comprehend it, and try to use it as a tool, 
versus all the fear and all the stuff that's going on out there about the negativity part. And I, I understand that as well. But anyways, I, I feel like we're right in the beginning of a new phase of life, just like it was back in 99 when I didn't know anything about what a dot com was. I was like, what? So anyways. Yeah, they say they say it's like AI yeah, is like the, the internet. How it's going to change everything? So if we, so if I, I won't, I won't include you in that, Matt. But yeah, <laughs> if I could have been aware and knowing what was going on back then, so that's where now it's like yeah. I'm so excited about what the next ten, even the next two years is going to bring. I mean, so much has changed in the last few months. So that's, yep. but that's a whole nother discussion. We maybe, maybe we'll, uh, we'll get you back on and maybe we'll go a little bit deeper. I would love to pick your brain as far as what you're learning about that as well. I'm trying to learn a I'd little bit to. as I go. It's so brand new that yeah. uh, you don't know necessarily what's true, what isn't true, but what you can use. It's, it's so fascinating. Yeah. I definitely have a lot to say about it. I, I use it in my own business, my agency. I mean, it's like my daily pal, my, my advisor. It's a beautiful thing. I use it all the time as well. And I just encourage people just to play around with it. You can't hurt it and it can't hurt you. It's yeah. just, uh, it's a tool. It's really just a tool. Yeah. So that's super cool. Yeah. But we won't, we won't get into that in this episode today. <laughs> we'll do that in the future. Yeah. Stop. So just take a few minutes as we bring this episode into for landing, right? Tell everybody a little bit. They're like, okay, Matt is somebody I need to get on my team, right? I need to figure out how to get closer to this guy. He obviously knows what he's talking about. He's out there he's performed well in the past he's kicking butt now in, in the present and in the future where are the best places for people to get to know matt a little bit better there's two specific places like in terms of the social world the social web um i, I spend the most time on linkedin i i love linkedin i love the content there and i sh we share content daily there um but you can just message me there if you got questions or you want to get in touch or you want to follow what we're doing um you will be able to follow it i have Unified Web Design has its a dedicated page there, um, company page, so you can do both. Um, but uh, if you if somebody is listening and they do have questions or they're curious, they have a problem they're trying to solve, or they're trying, or they have a website that needs maintaining, or they want to th think about doing a custom website, and those are really the two things we we specialize in: maintaining sites, maintenance, and custom. Um, you can find your way to unifiedwebdesign.com. Um, on there's there's a couple pages, landing pages that talk about our services, and you'll find a, a link there. But there's also one right on the homepage, Hero, uh, top top of the site, above the fold. <laughs> there's a button for uh, to to schedule a calendly. It's a calendly um, it'll pop up a calendar, and just schedule a time, even if it's 15 minutes. Um, I would love to talk to you, you know, about, you know, what you're trying to do and see if we're a good fit, or even if you just need some advice, I'm, I'm happy to do that. Jump on a call and just chat about something. Maybe, uh, you know, I can steer you in the right direction even. It, it, so that's really it. I mean, just reach out, you know, get in touch with me and, and, you know, let's hang out. Let's become friends. Just like we have over the last few weeks. That's what I was just thinking about as you was, you were mentioning that, right? Is folks take Matt up on that offer because he he truly means that. Joel Solomon, a, a fellow friend of ours, connected us through email. I reached out to Matt via email maybe a day or two later, and instantly almost it felt like he was responding back to, hey, let's jump on a call, which we did, which has led to then to another week or so later, here we are recording this podcast. My point with that is, is that he's very responsive and he means that wholeheartedly. If you have a question, have a something you're working on, certain something you're working with, even if he can just give you some advice, I know that he will be right there to do that for you. Uh, 
as quickly as you possibly can. So I appreciate you doing that for, for the audience, Matt. I really do. So folks, go out there, have a fantastic day. I hope we found a ton of value in this episode. I, When I met Matt a couple of weeks ago, I, I knew that this technical kind of conversation, number one, I would enjoy it because it's something that I've tried to do for myself, right? I would, as we mentioned, I, I try to do a lot of the things on my own, which sometimes that might not be the best way to get something accomplished. But at the same time, it's allowed me then to learn. I've got different skills. I've got different things that I've, I've, I've acquired through trying to develop my own things. But I just knew that this conversation was going to be a lot of fun. And hopefully it's been valuable for you as well. I definitely recommend reaching out to Matt, uh, getting in contact with him as, as quickly as you possibly can. If it has anything to do with your business, uh, your website, any like anything like that moving forward. So as I mentioned, go out there, have a fantastic day. I look forward to bringing you the next guest again very soon. Until then, thanks folks. Bye now. Thanks everyone. Thank you for joining me on the Rich Mind Podcast. And remember, your external world is a reflection of what's going on inside of you. So focus every day on that internal battle and win within. Until next time, my friends. <laughs>